Professor Flimflam. She's Wonko. Did you miss us? No. I know I didn't. No one did. Oh, did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're back. We're back. It's the start of series three and we're opening with The Furies. We sure are. Which you you will will remember wasn't meant to be a season opener if you listened to our episode, our last episode. Which very few people did. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we should have actually recorded this weeks ago. We should have recorded this as part of season two. Mm. Uh, and then just held it over for weeks and weeks and weeks. That would have been it. That yeah. would have been then, more. Then we could, then we could both be out enjoying the sunshine now because it's a lovely day here. I know it's a lovely day where you are. For once, yeah. But um, no, I wouldn't be doing that outside. What? I know that's true. I'm not. I, I'm sorry. I'm not into that. She's not sort outdoorsy, of thing. people. No, no, I'm indoorsy. She's very much indoorsy. I'm quite happy for the for the sun to be out. In general, that's fine. I'm cool with that. That's fine. Mm. I, I do get a bit of the old seasonal affective disorder. So you should I'm, try getting some more daylight out. Uh, go, I mean, go I, live in, I live in the north of Scotland. I don't really have that option in the winter. We don't Just have any daylight. I leave the house following. in darkness and get home in darkness and I have to stay indoors because I work in inside a building. So Just follow I don't, the advice of our Lord and Saviour, George Michael. What? Let's go outside in the sunshine. Okay. Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, I'll just change the orientation of the Earth in in respect to the sun, and make or it so maybe, that there's more daylight. <laughs> just maybe just put another layer on. Maybe just put a, put a little woolly jersey on and go out. And anyway, do you not listen to what I just said? In the winter, yeah, I no, leave the house in this... darkness. I go to a building that I have to stay inside. And when I leave it again, it is dark again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have... Yes, but, but I don't believe it. <laughs> well, you're wrong. I'm sorry. You need to you come up to Scotland to... in winter so that you know what it's fucking like here. No, I, be- I believe that bit. <laughs> God almighty. Anyway, this has been series three. Maybe see you for series four. Bye. <laughs> We're, starting our... We're starting to foreshadow our rift arc. <laughs> <laughs> we are. God, we're good. <laughs> right, so let's let's crack on. Let's talk about the Furies. Yes, so the scantily episodes, clad Furies. Yes, our episode begins with some obviously extremely plot relevant dance dancing around and lap dancing. Ares looks bored as fuck in this for this lap dance. Like he is he not remotely. He is not engorged in the least. Engorged. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was a typo. Engaged. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's getting a lap dance from the fourth book in Tamsin Muir's Locked Doom series for some reason. Um, that's a wee joke there, which you will get maybe if you have read the Locked Doom. Maybe. I have not read The Lock Tomb. Yes, you fucking have. Oh, is that the whole series? Is The, the Lock yes. Tomb? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the fourth one is Electo. Yes, I'm with you now. I'm got with it. you now. You've got it now. Hurrah. That, I, I thought that was hey, quite listener, a good you should, joke. You should read... It was a good joke, sorry. Um, listener, you should read those books if you haven't. Yeah, they're... Uh, yeah. Shall we tell them what they're actually called? Uh, Gideon the Ninth. Yes. And Harrow the Followed Ninth. By you should watch Harrow that. Harrow the Ninth. Watch it. Read you those. read it. They should make them into like a miniseries. You can totally see it, right? 
I definitely think you can oh, yeah. get a ten episodes yeah. um, Netflix show out of each book. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, we should do that, and then we should do a podcast about it. Yeah, let's do it, and we can complain about all the differences from the books. Yeah, and be all like, "Well, actually, <laughs> um, yeah, yes." So okay, okay. So get, getting back to the lap dancing furies, Ares eventually says, "Look, ladies, this is all very nice, but I'm here. I'm here on business. Xena has committed a terrible crime, unspecified, and must be punished. Unspecified." Um, Unspecified, an unspecified terrible crime. Well, um, unspecified punishment. Well, no, the the, the punishment is is kind of specified. Well, in a minute it is. They, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, that's the minute I was getting to. <laughs> <laughs> so the two the two punishments that the Furies have to offer have a limited range, but um, you know the classics. Why mess when it's when it's not broken? Yeah. Said. Do you want persecution? We've got persecution. Oh, we can do madness. Persecution or madness? What do you want? What do you want, Aries? Persecution, madness. Okay, Victoria Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and why not both like, dot gif? Yeah, both is good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and they're like, oh, great. Yeah, not, I've done that before, but it could work. Let's, let's give that a whirl. Yeah. So, persecution and madness it is. But the persecution is quite mild and lame and indistinguishable from every other episode. <laughs> yeah, I was persecution say. is literally a, bu- a bounty hunter who's not very good at fighting. Yeah, and that, that's kind of standard. Yeah, that's the. I, I feel like line. that persecution was a bit like it, it feels like a very analog persecution. You know. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go big on the madness. Yeah. But you know, with a with a side with a side of persecution yeah because how they how they get this persecution is to just put a bounty on her head at the temple of the fates which it you know furies. like furies the, the whatever furies whatever the fucking are who cares um <laughs> the temple of the furies uh and there's a, a bounty put in her head like it seems like a very mortal way of persecuting her you know i yeah. i clearly they couldn't afford cgi for her to be persecuted by uh, like harpies or whatever. Uh, well, yeah, we we wouldn't want that anyway. To be fair, um, obviously the Furies in real Greek mythology don't look anything like these lap dancers. In real Greek mythology, they've got like bat wings and um, snakes for hair and all sorts of shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, whatever. It's not important. So, um. <laughs> We get. I was going to say for for the show they have to be sexy, but I have to say snakes for hair is that is sexy, yeah, yeah, that is sexy, that yeah. is sexy. Says our local Medusa cosplayer, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Gabrielle and Zena uh, are having a bet about uh, who can run faster or whatever, and Gabrielle yeah. is such a cheat, you know, because she's cute, like, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'll have a three stride three stride head start. Then she takes four strides, and well, she then counts three and takes a sneaky four. <laughs> yeah, a nice little, nice little yeah. visual thing. And then starts running when she says "ready, set," and then before she says "go," starts running. Pew! Um, but Zena still beats her because apparently doing backflips is faster than running. Um, we've we've discussed this before, as has been established <laughs> in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway so then the bounty hunters come and Xena starts fighting them but then mid fight we get a funny noise which means that she's mad now 
And well, elect electo does some some really bad oh the like, bad poetry. slam poetry doesn't she? Oh She's like, god, eh, 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 the stanchion eh. is bad, terrible. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, the bad poetry, and then the uh, and that means she's crazy now. Which and oh no, it's comedy madness. Yes, I was gonna say it, her. Oh. What it means for Zena to be crazy is that she starts acting like a fucking Warner Brothers cartoon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, according to my research, Lucy Lawless watched a couple of episodes of The Three Stooges to prep for this episode. Ah, didn't know that. So, you can see where this is going. Um, mm. So, comedy madness of Zena acting crazy, but in a really, like, shit, cartoony way. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's um, um, yeah. So, we'll have to just put up with that, because it's part... Mm. This is because it's part of the season two production run. It has yeah. those... It has comedy DNA... Unfortunately, yeah. Um, there, there are some moments later where it, where it, it's yeah, where it, it starts to darken up. Someone's yeah. put a bit of, someone's dropped a bit of uh, black emulsion in and stirred it around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a bit later, but for now, it's still mm. comedy, Zena. Um, so she does goes and does the pinch on the guy, the head guy. Mm-hmm. I timed it thirty six second pinch, <laughs> but it would have been longer. If she had got to ask all of her questions that she wanted to ask, you know, like, like what's the capital of Syria? What's the oh, Assyria? Assyria, of course, Assyria. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, according to the fandom wiki, that mm. is a line from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But I thought uh, I always heard it in Monty Python as "What is the capital of Australia?" But. Uh, I suppose Australia wasn't discovered by Europeans then, but when Monty Python Again, and the Holy Grail me, was set, there's me, there's me hearing this as Syria, and it's both Syria. <laughs> <laughs> so that so, that must be that must have been asked by Tim. Is that one of one of the questions yes. that they have to answer? What is your favourite colour? What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe that's a nod to that. Maybe that's a nod to Python. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. I think mm. it's supposed to be. Anyway, oh, okay. so off they go um, to the temple. This, uh, you know, Z- Gabrielle works mm. out that Zena has been punished by the Furies with madness. She's worked this out instantly. Um, and so they have to go to the temple, but it's an overnight trip. So it's like, if it was in the Netherlands, it's like 45 minutes away. Um, hi hi Dave Dave doesn't listen why am I dropping in references so Netherlands is a very small country right tiny tiny Mm. country and yet the people who live there think that going from one end of it to the other is a really like hazardous long journey that they need an overnight stop for it's literally like an hour from one side of the country to another yeah it's it's one of it's one of those little con- the Benelux countries. They're, they're basically stepping stones between other countries. <laughs> We'd like to apologise to listeners in Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. We do actually have at least one Dutch listener uh, who isn't Dave because Dave doesn't fucking listen. Yeah. So sorry, um, Jamalot. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that, but your country is small. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I am learning Dutch, if that helps. Redeem my path of redemption. Say something in Dutch. No. Oh, you've ruined it now. 
Like you, I'm you shy. It just makes it sound like you've made that up. Well, no, because I haven't. The, the, the owl has given up on me. The Jolindo <laughs> said, "Hmm, it looks like these reminders aren't working. I don't know why I bother with you. I'm not going to now." Passive-aggressive yeah. owl. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Let's get let's get back to Zena. Let's get back to Zena, who is at a campsite giving herself a Snapchat flower crown filter, mm-hmm. an IRL flower crown filter, right? Yes. Um. And then there's a sudden, extremely sudden if tonal you're shift. Going to the temple of the Furies. <laughs> Don't forget to wear flowers in your hair. That wasn't the tonal shift I was talking about. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. The next scene, extremely abrupt tonal shift. Gabrielle wakes up in the night, Zena's gone. And it turns out that she's gone to a local village, stripped naked, and is now threatening to kill everyone there by burning them to death. So, yay! Yay, no, comedy! Wait. So um, this is this is the darker tone we were we were talking yes, about. Yes, as Zena says later in the top quote of the episode, I'm a lunatic with lethal combat skills. Yes. <laughs> yes. Best line of the episode there. Yeah. Um so yeah, she has a so sort she, of she's... moment of lucidity here as well, doesn't she? Briefly. Yeah, she she's she She's see- what she's seeing is that all the women and children in the village are being crucified, and she's making these villagers pay for what they've done. And mm-hmm. Gabrielle says, "Look, it's it's these are women and children. That's the only people here are women and children." And Zena has this moment of clarity. Goes, mm-hmm. oh, "I'm in trouble, Gabrielle." Yeah, we know. Spotted yeah. that. Um. Mm. So yeah, they go to the they they go next day. They go. They're in the temple, right? Mm. Where the the priest reveals that what has happened is that she has failed to avenge the murder of a member of her family. And I just think, if everyone who fails to avenge the murder of a member of their family in this universe gets punished in this way, everyone would be mad all the time because people are being (laughs) killed constantly. Like... yeah. She would have to, if everyone has to try and avenge the violent death of one of their family members, like, see how many people has Zena killed? Like, people would be trying to kill her all many, the Maybe that is, <gasps> maybe that's why people are trying to kill her all the time. It seems like it's just a, <laughs> a snowballing thing, yeah. though, because the more the them that she kills, then she, you need to kill whole families, really. Otherwise, you're always, like, saving your, leaving yourself open to this vendetta business. Maybe maybe there are categories of moida like like maybe moida. war is kind of doesn't count. That's just that's just business. That's right. just business business murder. That's I see. You get that tax free. Maybe <laughs> it's a tax free. You, you can claim you can claim expenses on on business murder. <laughs> oh man, see. Oh, do you think that um, now that petrol costs more than like human blood? That they will. <laughs> I had a horrible that... feeling. That's where you were going with this. <laughs> do you think well, that it makes sense? It makes you... sense. Do you think that when you, when people claim like expenses, work expenses for travel, that they're going to have to increase the amount they give you per liter? No, they just tell you to stop travelling. We've been told not to travel. We can't go to <sighs> conferences. We can't. And yet, they're going to still blah, 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 make blah. you go into work. Well, I mostly work from home. 
Oh, but you do sometimes go in, don't you? I, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm going in once a week. Ugh. I, and I go by equally expensive train, so... Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Mm. Right. Moving on. So, um, yeah, she yes, gets a let's... bit angry about this. Uh, I haven't... Um, you didn't avenge a member of your family's death because she's like, I avenged my brother, which she did. We've seen her. Yeah, We've seen it big happen. time. She, big she time so did. Avenging. Uh, but the thing is that she's that this guy's not talking about the brother. He's talking about her father. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. So now has got some daddy issues, and she runs off on her own. And oh, by the we, way, we can we can tell that um, her madness is progressing apace because her hair <laughs> is now slightly back combed. Yes, the hair goes a bit in this. Yeah. Uh, and also we can tell that her madness is progressing because she is now seeing the world like it was directed by T.J. Scott. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she she very much goes on a trip through the woods now, doesn't she? Yeah. And and there's a reference to Bacchus, isn't there? Um, yeah. She, she sort of hallucinates him. Apparently in the script she was supposed to hallucinate a lot more stuff, including Callisto. Um... Which would have been cool. A, Imagine if we'd had a Callisto. Of, we get one shot of Callisto, which is obviously well, recycled. Footage. It would be good if they got if they got Hudson back in just to. Oh yeah, obviously. Be funny. That's always good. Yeah, we'll see her again this season, though. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and then Gabrielle catches up with her, um, and Zena decides that they need to have a little bit of uh, bondage. <laughs> um. She sort of feels Gabrielle up while tying her to mm. a tree. Not that I watched this scene a lot when I was younger, oh, and not that it, it comes out now. Did not, you? Not that this awakened anything in me. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So Interesting. you didn't you didn't rewind this one quite a lot then? No, not that bit. I don't. I don't remember thinking of that as a particularly affecting scene <laughs> okay all right then um okay moving on mm, that's just um, you that's just you <laughs> i don't think it's just me uh, <laughs> no, <probably> not. <laughs> oh my god you've just reminded me i there's a really very very kinky um fanfic based on the furies that i would quite like to exercise from my brain <laughs> but it's it's stuck so firmly tell in there. me more it's... tell me about it well <laughs> Basically, there are three Furies and one Xena. Nice. And and also, and, uh, also uh, Ares is trying to persuade Xena to do something. Uh, <laughs> and he's he's getting busy with Gabrielle. Oh, no, girl, that can go away. Yeah, no, there's... there's, there's so when you say three hmm. Furies, one Xena, is that anything like two girls, one cup? I don't know, I haven't seen that. Tell me about that. <laughs> It's Go into couple... detail about that. Well, it's a couple of girls eating um, human feces. I, I didn't cup. know that. I was. <laughs> Did you think that I wouldn't say it? Because, like, how long have you known me? I will say it, whatever it is. I will say it. It, it feels like at least ten winters. <laughs> I think it might. I think we might be coming it's up five or six winters. Five isn't it? years. Uh, I feel oh, like what's, you. What's... What's our five-year anniversary? Is I'm it, pretty um... sure it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, so we should we should do something. We what? should celebrate celebrating the new year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to the first time you and I went in Tumblr DMs. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were on this kind of bullshit right from the start, weren't we? Yes. Hey-ho. Anyway, so Zena t- t- ties Gabrielle to a tree and we think, oh no, she's going to do a bad murder, but it's it's because she knows she's she's wacko and um, can't be trusted. She says, you're safer this way. I'm going to tie you up in a tree in this universe in which there are many bad people and yeah. marauding bandits because that's safer for you. And in the script... Like a- <laughs> Yeah. The script for this episode is really different. I'll talk about that later. But like, um, in the script, she forces her to the ground and strips her half naked and uses ripped up bits of her skirt to tie her up. So it was even worse, to be honest, in the script than it is in, than it was shot. Um, I don't know. That doesn't sound worse to me. <laughs> um. But yeah, um, Zena ties Gabrielle to a tree and then prancercises off to. And <laughs> Again, if you're not familiar with the ph- phenomenon of prancercise, oh. we urge you to look that up. Just Google it. Yeah, watch a few. Gifs. Let's let's um let's tweet a tweet gift. a gif of the prancercise. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I can do that probably. Um, get onto us. Uh, tell tell our social media team to get onto that. Would you? Yeah. Okay. I'll make a note. I'll make a mental note of it. Okay. So yeah, um, fun times. So we get back to Amphipolis, and Zena sort of collapses in the tavern. Um, and there's, oh, there's one, there's one comedy moment we're skipping over that I quite liked actually. So as you say, she prancesizes off doing bad robotics and yeah, and things. There's, there's a comedy moment which we'll skip over, but the one bit I like about this, she she marches into the bounty hunters camp mm-hmm. and and does some damage, but her war cry. Her yeah. mad person war cry is basically a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of instead, instead of, of the, the fierce, we get <laughs> <laughs> which I quite liked, quite enjoyed That's that. Good. Yeah. She sort of Catherine wheel Catherine wheels her way through this camp. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. So she collapses unconscious in the tavern, and Gabrielle, who got out of her bondage really easily, I feel like she may have had some practice. Um, <laughs> follows her and is like gets there within. It feels like within minutes of her. To be honest, yeah. she's there yeah. many soon after. Um, yeah. And at at this point, we get to the central sort of um crux of the episode, which is that crux is um, a good word. Cru- it's better than crutch. Um. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> crutch or crotch? I um, I struggle with this. People say crutch and they mean crotch. Yes, yes, I know they do. That's the joke I was making. Uh, I thought... <coughs> uh, okay. <coughs> <coughs> say that Rainier, Um <coughs> Yeah. So, um, there's the cru- crux of the thing, which is Cyrene now admits that she is the one who killed Xena's father. So, in order to avenge her father's death... She's going to have to kill her mother. You know, what a bind yeah. to be in. It's unprecedented. Unprecedented, or, or is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so just as the nerds among us are going, eh, they have totally stolen this from the, from the tale of Orestes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going, oh, this is, this is, 
Yeah, someone else. Yeah, Orestes had this, but and he's still he's alive and well and living in Andreas in the next village. Yeah, luckily he's living nearby somewhere that she yeah. can get to quite easily on foot. Yeah, um, I mean, like this is the sec. It is actually the second time they've mentioned Orestes. It wasn't. They didn't just bring him up now. They'd also planted that much earlier in the episode. So yes, yes to be fair. And we, we also get a little bit of backstory, don't we, about um, the childhood. So basically, Xena's father, who you will remember is called Ataminius, um, came came back from the temple drunk, uh, wanting to kill Xena to sacrifice him, to, to sacrifice her to Ares. I mean, Xena's father was called Atreus. That's the fella. <laughs> Not Close. whatever you Ataminius just said. Ataminius was warlord, wouldn't he? Ataminius was warlord. <laughs> um, Atreus. Atrium. Atrium. In the atrium. It was uh, Cyrene in the atrium with an axe. <laughs> or it was Cyrene with an axe in Atreus. Yes. That's what it was. That's what it was. Xena's mother took an axe and gave her father 40 wax. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, fun times. So that sucks. Uh, so Gabrielle's yeah. going to go off to find out how Orestes fixed this problem. She's going to be like, hey, Orestes, how did you get around this whole murdering your mother, murdering your father who murdered your mother? No, the other way around. Um, meanwhile, Xena has decided that she is going to remove herself from this whole situation by going to jump off a cliff. Cyrene yes. doesn't really try to stop her, I have to say. Well, I guess, I guess Cyrene much... knows what the alternative is. Well, she doesn't make much of an effort, I'm going to say, right? So she's like, I'm going to go now. She's she's got this whole... She's got um, a, a long, tortured um, theatre metaphor for it. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite, a, quite a good... I mean, a hammy sort of stagey speech, but it's it's quite good. It's quite good. Yeah, and there was a... When she was talking to Gabrielle earlier, she did sort of just paraphrase Macbeth as well. Mm. Um, which as flies to wanton boys are we to the gods, they kill us for their sport. That's the yes. That's from Macbeth. Um, and then uh, Zena says something about uh, be humans being like beetles, and gods kill them for fun. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a sort of like tortured metaphor about the stage and how she's going to retire from the stage. Um. <laughs> but much like yes. Tom Brady, she changes her mind. Quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, you're right about Cyrene. She she kind of says, "Uh, Zena, don't don't go." Oh, I don't think she. <laughs> so Zena goes off to a cliff nearby, um, yes. which is within sight of the tavern. Like her mum just lets her go, and then just sort of stands in the round in the it's... tavern, waiting for her to jump. But um, Ares shows up, and they have a bit of a chat. Um, yeah. And Ares appears to be talking her into killing Cyrene. Uh, yes. And being like, listen, you kill Cyrene, you're going to open your, your mind is going to open, it's going to open like your third eye. And they'll see how yeah, the world it's, really it's is. Kind of like <laughs> matri- matricide as a mind altering substance. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Poor mattresses. I don't know what they've ever done to yeah. deserve it. <laughs> it says. You're on the brink of ultimate freedom. Give your mother to the worms. Yeah, that's it. So she's like, Xena's like, well, bring the Furies down so they can see me doing it, you know? And she has a bit of a tantrum and he's about like, yeah, it. Yeah, they'll know, they'll know, they'll see it, they'll know. But, he's like, no, no, no! I want them to watch no. me! Where? No. Um, 
Yeah. So <laughs> he's like, right, fine, God. Fine. Uh, meanwhile, Gabriel finds Orestes. And who saw this coming? He's still crazy. Because mm-hmm. although he killed his mother, Clytemnestra, um, it was an obvious yes. catch-22. Because... It's a double bind, isn't it? Because... Because the, the Furies then go, oh my god, I can't believe you just killed your mother. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we now punish you with madness for killing your mother. So... Yeah. So yeah, it is a trap and Xena appears to be about to fall into said trap because mm-hmm. um, she's gonna she's off to drag her mother to the sacrificing altar I think they go to the Temple of Furies, do they? Yeah, they go to the Temple of Furies to do it. They do, but but first, Xena insists on knowing more about her own conception. And uh, I already know more than I want to about my own conception. I don't know. You don't want to know. So yeah, for some reason, Xena really, really, really wants to know uh, whether the thought that conceived her was good or not. Did you come? Basically... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when when you were rolling about like weasels. Yeah, what a like classic. <laughs> weasels in a sack. Yeah, so now it's time for the killing. And obviously because it's a ritual killing, they have to have the stupid bendy sort, bendy dagger. Yes. You know, it's stupid bendy dagger time. And it's distinctive dagger time. Yeah. And everybody's there. The Furies are there. Ares is there. Mm. The Priest of the Furies is there. Um But we there, there is an important detail that that Cyrene gives about the the night of the, the whole conception. conception issue on on the night in question, madam. Yeah, uh, which, which was, was that, that she did have an Atreus orgasm. Was a way that yeah <laughs> that it and yes, it was good. <laughs> um, that the Atreus had been away at war, turned up unexpectedly, and was uh, more than usually effective in bed. I don't think he. I don't think she said. I don't think she said he was usually shit, but tonight he was. But that night he was like rutting like a a wildebeest. I don't think. I don't think that was hinted at. I think you've invented that part. So just as we get the fourth act ad break, yeah, (laughs) it's cliffhanger. Zena um, is about to kill Cyrene, but then Gabrielle runs in and goes, Zena, no, it won't do any good. Which I think is a very <laughs> pragmatic reason not to do it from Gabrielle, isn't it? Yes. Like, if she'd found out it was going <laughs> to fix it, would she just have been like, go for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Left a bit, left a bit, yeah. harder. Aim for the heart. You oh, know, no, sorry, that's, that's that different, different fan <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Um... So Ares like grabs Gabrielle and like covers her mouth as if to say, No, don't fucking ruin this whole don't ruin this for me. Um and then And we get a nice <laughs> and we get a nice line from Xena saying Sometimes that is the only way to shut her up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like I like the way um Ares kind of grabs Gabrielle out of midair as she's leaping. Yeah. Kind of, she almost does that sort of wait, wait, waving her little legs dangling from him. Yeah, that was funny. Um, so then Xena's like, okay, time to kill, time to kill Cyrene. And then she sort of has her moment like, what a minute, why am I doing it? And then he's like, cause you killed your father. And then she's like, wait a minute. Right. And then this is where she pulls her, uh, Poirot's like parlor scene. Aha. Uh-huh. Now that she's gathered everyone 
in the parlor. Yes. She's going to put forward her theory, which is... This is a denouement. Yeah. Which is, uh, how could she have killed my father when my father is alive? Because Ares, <gasps> dun, 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 you are my father. And then he's like, no, that's not he's true. He's the daddy. That's impossible. Wait a minute, that's a different... <laughs> it's a different yes. film. What what he actually says with a with an with his Elvis sneer is, "This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is ridiculous." We get and a that's of how you know that he's guilty because that's how the Poirot villains always respond. You've got absolutely no proof of that, Mister Poirot. You know, um, <coughs> and like you can always tell the guilty ones because they're like, "You can't prove it," and then they start smoking out of a long <laughs> cigarette holder. Um. <laughs> Either that, or they take cyanide pills from a from a watch or from a ring. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's that's, that's how you can always tell guilt. who's guilty in the Poirot universe. So. Um, a Poiroverse. So it turns out that Xena, mm. even while mad, is much smarter than Ares. <laughs> She's crazy like a fox, yeah. <laughs> and has been carefully listening to all of the things he yes. says. So in the speech on the cliffside earlier, he was like. Um, uh, you know, he he said that um, her father had been jealous and that that's what had caused him to try to kill that her. That was an odd thing to what say. What an odd thing it? to say. Jealous of what? And then she makes Gabrielle do the bard thing, but she doesn't. she's not putting much effort into it because we can't see it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, listener, we're still going with that joke. Yeah. So apparently, um, Ares has a is is well known for disguising himself as his soldiers so that he can, um, go and fuck their wives while they're away at war. Visit said visit fuck, um, roll yeah. around like weasels. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good. Yeah, uh, and this does seem to match up with Cyrene's memory of the conception, which is. That her husband was suddenly back from war, unexpectedly yeah. for one night only. <laughs> and it was good. And it was good. Um, lot of a lot of eyebrow acting from Electo. Yes. In this scene. Yeah, there is. Got some good quirking. Good, There's some good quirking. Good eyebrow acting, acting there. Um, yeah. And so Zena puts forward the, her the other case. two who don't even the the other two furies don't even get named and they they have no speaking lines. They they've learnt their lesson from. <laughs> um, the fates, haven't they? Yes. Don't <laughs> just get get one one good actor, get one that can talk, and then let give her all the lines. <laughs> the rest can yeah. just be background set dressing. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, Zena puts forward her th- her theory, and it is very plausible, isn't it? It mm, is quite it is. plausible. Um, and then she's got her, basically she's like, well, if you don't believe me, I've got a way I can prove it, which is that we're going to fight, obviously, because we need to have a fight. Fight, fight, yeah, fight, we haven't fight, had a good fight, fight, scene fight, 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 Um, and if she's, if she is a demigod, then she'll be able to hold her own against a god. And if she's not, yes. then obviously he'll win. So, it's a win-win situation for him, right? Stands to reason. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so they do have a fight, and... <laughs> Uh, one of it's a good bit, funny bit towards the end, where she grabs yes. Gabrielle and she says, "I'm going to use you as a human shield, Gabrielle." Okay, and Gabs is like, "No, it's not okay." Um, so yeah, and, and she and she do, and she does say, "Just kidding." Yeah, she, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. It's well, fun. It's a really good fight. It's yeah. it's one of those iconic fights. This is 
Um, I towards the beginning, I suddenly thought, ah, this is the flagpole fight. Yeah, yeah. Many. So good, good, good fight. Much acrobat. Yeah, it it has little throw throwbacks to Draco, the scaffold fight, yeah. to the Draco fight, and it kind of reminded me of the ladder fight as well. So it's, it's of that well choreographed fight scene status. Yeah. yeah. According to the script. Uh, using Gabrielle as a human shield is what enabled Zena to win because it disguised her sword movement until the last moment, which is how she managed to overcome Ares. But whatever, that's that's not very clear. I don't know. No, it's fight, not. But it's Who a cares very anyway? Good joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then she just, she just she just wins. Yeah, she beats him, and then she does that famous gif. If you search for Zena gifs on Giphy, yes. this is one that you will get. It's the I win gif. I win. Where she's ah, jumping ah, around ah, going, ah, I win! Ah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> and so the Furies then... The, the other, one of the other good gifts is from this episode as well. It's where she's spinning the chakram on her oh, yeah. finger like a baseball, uh, basketball. Oh wait, no, that's is that from this episode? Isn't that... I thought that was um, Princess Diana that did that. Well, she, or Meg. She does it in this. She just does it in this does anyway. It? Okay. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, you know, Princess Diana wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I know. She would, it I would know. have fallen over if she tried to do it. Yeah. The round killing thing. The round killing thing, exactly. The chakram, which is sharp yeah. or not on the ex- on the outside, depending on plot. Yes. Like, that would have cut her to ribbons, that. That would have been, yeah. I know. Anyway, Mince. so Zena gets herself unmadded. Yes. And um, Ares is like, do you really think I'm your father? And she's like, it doesn't matter because the droid wants to go for an ambiguous ending over whether Z- whether Ares actually was mm-hmm. her father. Um, yeah. And then they have, her and her mum have a heart-to-heart at the end about how, you know, now Xena knows for sure that her father's dead and she can stop having that hope that she'll, that she'll see him again somehow. Yeah, which she gets closure. Yeah, which was a hasty rewrite, right? Because from my mm. research of this... Um, episode is that it it actually used to end completely differently um, because the original intention was to have it 100% unambiguously confirmed that Ares is Xena's father Um, and apparently somebody in the cast hated this so much that they forced a change. And I think that somebody might well have been Lucy Lawless. What do you think? Because of how gross it is. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, like, because they, sure, if, they, if they had actually confirmed that, then, like, mm. 90s Xena, being shown on the TV in the 90s, Xena Warrior Princess, would have committed to a sort of pseudo-incest thing. Yeah. Because, like, he'd always been really, like sexually suggestive with her and in fact yeah. it was even in the yeah. script it was even in the original script that Xena while mad would say so when Kalista was in my body you actually screwed your own daughter's body kinky aren't you daddy and this is like in the script wow. and like no wonder they changed it <laughs> Jesus by the gods yeah so and then, like, how it originally ended was Gabrielle asking Cyrene if when Ares fucked you, did you come, basically. Like, was it good? And then Gabrielle saying, look, that's my parents you're talking about. And then whispering to Gabrielle, she already told me it was good. Uh, and that's how the, how the original episode ended. So, like, yeah, no wonder. 
They fucking changed that. Jesus Christ. Good choice. Good editorial choice. Good editorial choice. So that's why it doesn't quite make sense, I think. Yeah, so what? how it actually ends is Cyrene going, oh, I feel really bad that I killed your father. I'm really sorry. And, like, and well, Zena going, you, you did kind of save my life. You saved my life, though. It does sound awful. Yeah, it sounds like a dick. Um, yeah, and then they have a cuddle and that's nice. Yeah, and she's like, she's like we're going we're gonna to go on stronger for it, which is going to set up the themes of season three, which is like you go through hard times and then you um, it brings you closer or something. Um, or something. Or something. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting episode. Um, but, yeah, I think all the setup is leading to Ares is actually Xena's father, and then they walk that back and don't commit to it because of how gross it is. Yeah. Because of how gross it is. But the setup for the episode makes more sense if it is true that he's the father. Yes. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's not the case. Canonically, not the case. Uh, <laughs> and but, has been but there was disavowed. Much speculation and, at the time. Yeah, much, much speculation at the time. Has been disavowed and denied by the producers after the fact. But the original. Oh, well, that's easy to do, isn't it, after the fact? Yeah, like, uh, just ask J.K. Rowling. Dumbledore was gay all the time, honest, Gov. Actually, don't ask her anything. She's a fucking waste of space. Indeed. Um, Indeed. So, where was I? Yeah, but the original script, as uh, as reproduced by Wush.org, tells the real story of their original intentions, which were gross. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah. Anyway, I mean, kind of that kind of sounds authentically Greek mythic. It does, but... but it doesn't sound like the sort of thing you could put on TV in the nineties in a. Yeah, but it, but will it? But will it fly in Peoria? Exactly. It no, it will not. <laughs> it won't play in Peoria. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was season three, episode one, The Furies. A decent, a decent episode, I think. Yeah. Another yeah, one of. I'm quite, quite fond of this one. Yeah, you know, every time we see Ares, it's all of his. I think he kind of stops this quite soon after this, right? That he stops this um, trying to get Xena back in hilariously convoluted ways you know yeah, I feel, my feels like ludicrously it. circuitous plan is one quarter complete <laughs> you know <laughs> um, it feels like yeah. he, sto- he at this point maybe stops doing that and kind of moves on to man more... I, I love a ludicrously <laughs> circuitous plan I love a ludicrously circuitous plan yeah obviously <laughs> obviously we, can t- we do continue to see Ares but um yeah in different, in sort of like it, with different reasons behind his appearances from the from, kind of from this yeah. point on. I think he kind of stops trying to get Zena back, because he realizes that he's too thick for her. <laughs> I can't. So he, <laughs> even when she's out of self-confessedly out of her gourd, she's smarter she's, than you. She's, she's. She, what'd she say? She's she's crazy, but she's not stupid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So yeah, pretty decent episode. Um, yeah, I could I could have done without some of the broad comedy stuff. Mm. I think you think it went too slapstick. Yeah, that that there's that little bit. Um, mental health is funny. Mental, uh, well, uh, mental ill health is yes funny. Yeah, um, little bit of that. That's 
actually quite problematic. A little bit problematic, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they did have those... At least they did have the darker scenes sort of interspersed with the... The the, the dark, darker scenes interspersed with that, that dark comedy yeah. works better for me. Yes, but like the slap... Quite horrible. The sort of slapsticky comedy of it all is... I mean, like, my... I, I, my... There's quite a bit of a history of ill he- mental ill health in my family. Like, my uncle was, I don't yeah. know exactly, schizophrenic, maybe? I don't know. I've never been told mm-hmm. what his actual diagnosis was. But although it caused him a lot of pain and um, did make him act badly sometimes, it was also extremely yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> uh, in that way that no one else can laugh at it. But in yeah, the family, yeah, yeah. you know, um, the stories about my uncle doing crazy things, they are quite funny. They are quite funny because we love him. Loved. He's dead. Yeah. Because we loved him, you know, and like that was who he was. He'd always, that was yeah. part of his, that was part of his personality. Um, So yeah, it is funny, but like not in that slapsticky way. <laughs> yeah. It's not that it, sort it, of funny. It didn't, it didn't feel affectionate. It, no. It felt. A little bit. Oh, look at her going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that. But that's that's the that that's about the only thing I didn't like about this episode. I think. Um. And as you say, though, there was more of that at the beginning, and it got. And then it got darker, darker and a bit more complex, and a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. The sudden yeah, tonal yeah, shift yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was probably yeah because yeah, like, that that sudden tonal shift is quite authentic. In my experience. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I liked it much better when Zena was obviously in acute mental distress. That was that was. Yeah, that you liked it better when she was I in pain. That much more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Mm, mm. Makes yeah. sense. So okay. So what's your rating for this season three opener? Eight. Eight. That's what eight. I was. I was going to give it an eight as well. It's 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 pretty strong. It's got iconic fight seat, fight seat, fight scene. Yeah. Um. Although there's one one tiny moment of rhubarb that I quite like, oh, yeah. which was during a. The one of the bounty hunter fight scenes where she's punching a couple of guys and they do the <laughs> sound effect, which I was quite like. That's a good sound effect. Yeah, that was good. Good rhubarb. Okay then, so we shall return next week for another iconic episode. Yes. Um, Been there, done that, done that. Should we try that again? No, I'll just cut the awkward silence in the middle when I didn't realise what you were trying to do. Oh, yeah. And so it'll sound yeah. like I uh, answered immediately. Like you have immaculate comedy time. Yeah, uh, and like I'll leave this bit in so that people know. Yeah. That I performed my editing magic. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and yes, and and somehow it will make me sound like a twat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm really crazy, but I'm not stupid. Ah. <laughs> right. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you did, and um, <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye.